Okay, we back, baby. You know what it is. We got to talk about that college football championship, baby. The final two teams and end has been set. We're going to have to talk about it and how we feel that it's going to happen and go down. But listen, before we get to the big one, I just want to get your thought process on a couple of games, man. Listen, uh, this bowl game right here in the Cotton Bowl, uh, uh, Missouri uh, beat Ohio State 14 to 3. The reason why I bring this up is because how you feel about Ohio State only putting up three points? They just didn't have nobody to throw it to? Yeah, they, like I said, they, um, I want to say they didn't have nobody to throw it to. They didn't have nobody to throw it. <laughs> gotcha. They played three different quarterbacks this game. Oh no, they they receiver even got in and threw a pass. <laughs> yeah, it was just and like that's the thing I said. While Missouri has figured it out in their building, Ohio State is looking towards next year and fig- try to figure out what they're going to do then. Ohio State is in the position where opt outs is a real thing for them. It is what it is. Right. You got transfer portal. The guy, you know, the guy who was your quarterback all season is the transfer portal. Your best, they're probably the best receiver in the nation. Say so he's focused on NFL draft. That takes away your offense right there. And that's, that's all it is to it. And there it is. Okay. Now we had a couple more. Now I want to know how you feel about uh, Bo Nix tossing five touchdown passes. The reason, what question I want to ask you on that is, what does that do to his NFL draft stock? I still think he's probably. Quarterback four in this in this draft, uh, just because it is a that might even drop quarterback five when you think Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, and Michael Penix Jr. all mm-hmm. come out this year. Mm-hmm. So I think Bo Nix drops down to that quarterback five spot, and it's it's really nothing against him. It's it's just a heavy quarterback class. That um, I'm glad he did play. Um, that did show a lot for him. Somebody somebody will be more willing to take that chance on him now. Right. Okay, that's very interesting. All right, well, cool. Listen, uh, let's get to these uh, big, big, big boy games. All right, now we taking we had Michigan beat Alabama twenty seven to twenty in overtime. Chop it up. Tell me how you feel about that. Um, pretty much the game I thought we would get a, a physical back and forth game. Um, that's yeah, a great game. They took both teams took advantage of the opportunities they was given. And it just came down to Alabama had a lot of miscues when it came to snapping the ball. And in a close game like this, that is a deciding factor. Even that last play, it looked like it was supposed to be an RPO out to the a, the running back who was on a swing rock. No, low snap kind of took his eyes off of that, and he had to react. So he tried to make it happen on his, with his feet, and that's how you ended up with what you got. But – uh, it was a great game. Great game. Um, when I think about that game, uh, there's a couple things I want to ask you about, man, to get your little viewpoint on it. First of all, it seemed like real early in this game that Alabama fell in love with the long ball. They just wanted to throw it long, 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 long. They had a couple, a lot of three and outs, man. And, and I don't know if they was really worried about time of possession or whatever the situation is. It seemed like they felt they had to take a score early and get up fast. They, and, so, and I think that cut down some of their uh, uh, offensive production. They tried to take advantage of Michigan's weakest spot on their defense because they're strong up front. They're a strong up front team. They try to take advantage of that cornerback, of their cornerback and secondary group. Uh, it just didn't pan out. And honestly, I don't think that was a good idea because Alabama's not, that right receiver room's not the, the, what we're used to from Alabama. They don't have three, four first round guys in that 
right receiver room anymore. So I don't think that was their best option to try to take advantage of early on. I think they should have ran it a little bit more. Um, Carl Lotta reads, things like that. Uh, Jalen Milrow is an athletic specimen. I think they just went away from the norm. But why would you do that in a game that's so important? Like I said, they they realized where the weakness was. Mm-hmm. They just weren't able to capitalize on it. I got you. Now, when you think about the Michigan special teams, man, they took in, they gave them plenty of opportunities to, to like, you know, for Alabama to win this game. But Alabama, like you say, again, wasn't able to capitalize. Listen, do you would you consider this as kind of like being an upset? Because, you know, it's some people that had Alabama winning this game. I had Alabama winning. Um, in the sense of Michigan's been top two team all year, I don't think you can call it that. Now, I think it's just that 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 what we think of when we what we think we're gonna get when we think of Alabama. I did like what they was able to do at the end of the year, knocking off of Georgia, um, things like that. But Michigan had that just they've been here. They've been at the top all year. Um and JJ McCarthy was able to just take over not take over, but when at the time it presented itself, take advantage. Yeah, seventeen for twenty seven, two hundred twenty one yards and three touchdowns. And Blake Carroll was a, he was great on the run and it set up a lot. It right. set up a lot of those plays to get them into the end zone. It was just a full team effort from these guys. So um, when you think about that, so uh, you did uh, just earlier mention uh, the last play for Alabama. Uh, so you feel it was a broken play? Yeah, b- bad snap. Mm-hmm. The bad snap through. And it's, you know, it's, the, it's one of those timing things. You know, RPOs, you got to get out quick. You got to get them out quick. Um, it was It was just. When you the low snap, it changes instead of coming here to here, you're going mm-hmm. trying to come back up, then turn here. Right. You don't have that much time. Exactly. No, not at all. So when you look at this game, man, who do you feel is the better coach? Harbaugh or Nick Saban? I still got Nick Saban. And why is that? Just I I can't give it to Jim or I can't I always get him mixed up. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh. Um I can't give it to him khaki pants. <laughs> I, I can't give it to him um, strictly off of body of work. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban's done this, it seems like, forever now. Mm-hmm. Hardball, I do remember before COVID, you were struggling. It was a question if you can win the big games. Now, granted, you finally have. I just don't think it's enough to make that leap up. Because if we're saying he's better than Nick Saban, we're saying he's the best coach in college football. I got you. I don't see that. I still think it's Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. Then you get into the conversations of hardballs and things like that. I got you. Okay. Now, when you look at this, do you feel that the best team won? Yes. I'll honestly say yes. Just the same thing I say about, like, they're the more complete team. They have a more finished product. Uh, Jalen Merrill is a question mark at quarterback position because he's not a pure thrower of the football. Um, Blake Karam is probably the best running back in the nation. Um... You, they do got some competent receivers out there, and then we talked about that defense up front, but they can do. I think that the better team did win. Okay. Now, all right. now one thing that we, we cannot uh, not mention is, uh, do you feel like the committee came out smelling like a rose by basically, you know, Oh, yeah. Kicking, uh, you know, not having a Florida State in because in that Orange Bowl, uh, Georgia put up 63 to 3 against Florida State. Now, Georgia might have a case that they still have still been there, but they, but Florida State only three points. You think that they, the yeah. committee made the right move? Committee's sitting back left. Yeah. They sitting back left. 
Mm-hmm. Them pops of champagne and everything. <laughs> they, 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 they having a whole lot of told you so's. Yeah. It, it is what it is. And I, I told you that last episode. I said, yeah, Georgia's going to prove this committee, right? And it's a virtue of just Florida State not having, you know, you can get away with not having your quarterback against a Louisville. Against a Georgia, totally different conversation. Right. So do Florida State still have an argument, man, about leaving the ACC? No. I, I told you I didn't think they had an argument in the first place. Right. I don't think you got to look at they they didn't they didn't kick you they didn't keep you out because of you was in the ACC. They kept you out because your players were injured. Mm-hmm. If your guys were healthy, you were you would have been in it. If you guys were healthy and still finished strong, you know, winning that ACC, you guys would have been in it. No, no ifs ands or buts about it. Now if that would have happened. Maybe we could start talking about. The, the the disrespect because that's what I would call it. If y'all are saying I can't get in because of the con- the disrespect of my conference, then we could have that conversation. But I don't think you guys have a, a bucket to hold water right right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, check this out. You know it was another game played, right? All right. It was another game played, and this is the Sugar Bowl. All right. So then with this situation, you took you had uh, the two three matchup. So you had Washington thirty seven. Texas 31. Now, Texas never led in this game, all right? And then you, you run up to the Heisman Trophy. You run her up. Michael Penix Jr., which you expressed thoroughly before, uh, had a great game, all right? How you feel about this game and how it panned out? Um, Pretty much what I – I called what was going to happen. These receivers was going to take advantage of that, that Texas secondary, and that's what allowed them to get out to that early, early lead, and they just never looked back. Now, I do give Texas – uh, credit for fighting back. They made it a game. It came down to the to the very last, you know, came down to the wire of it, but it was just too much to overcome. Too much to overcome. You don't want to get behind to a team like this Washington team. They are an offensive-minded team. And then I got to give it to that defense, too. That defense was out there making plays for Washington. They made a lot of timely stops. Um, so they were just great. Again, I will... I feel confident saying this was the best playoffs that we've had since the college football playoffs had started. Cool. I feel confident saying that these two games were the best semifinals games we've seen since the playoffs has been um, introduced. Now, so it it comes to a point where what do you really really want? Um, Did Florida State does, I think, did deserve to be in it? But can we honestly say that the committee got it wrong? We can't. Mm-hmm. We can't. All these teams showed. Because you think about it, one and two were top four teams all year. Top four, top five. You, I think Washington was top five, top six. They was on the verge. of. They was outside looking in for a lot. But they were the top teams all year, these two top teams. The three and four gave them all they could handle. So I honestly think you, other than that Georgia team. Right. You arguably got the best four teams mm-hmm. in the nation playing in this college football playoff. Okay. All right, cool. So, like we say, it's been set. All right, the college football playoffs championship game is set. You got number one versus number two. How can you get any better than that, right? So, you got Michigan against Washington. Uh, go ahead and give me your, your expectations about what should we look uh, to see and what's the keys to victory for each team? Um, I, Okay, so... For Michigan, mm-hmm. it's going to be keeping that offense off the field. They do have the offense that can do that with Blake Kern back there. I think you can 
uh, take control of time of possession, things like that, with running the ball. For Washington, it's going to be doing what you guys have done all year. Air it out. Air it out. Trust Michael Penix. Um, he's got you here. Trust him and trust your wide receiver. Because that's the thing. I told you. I think I said this on a – they don't do it scheme-wise mm-hmm. a lot. They do it. We just going to line up, and I'm better than you. Right. I'm just better than you. Um, Now, they do mix in a lot. Of, I'm not going to say they offensive coordinator or whoever's calling the players just goes out there and say, yeah, y'all – you know, draw it into the sand. I'm not saying he does that because I did see a lot of great play calls from him as well. But mainly, it's I'm a lot up in front of you, look you dead in your eyes, and tell you I'm better than you. And then I'm going to show you that I'm better than you. <laughs> so, I just think it's that. Um, Washington, I, I I picked Washington to win this thing when I thought Alabama was going to be in it. I'm picking Washington to win this thing even though Michigan's in it. Okay. I just, it's that swagger that they have. I feel like everybody's ready to fight for each other. Um, and then that just how explosive this offense can be, I think it's going to be hard for Michigan to match that. Especially if Washington's defense come out and play the way they played against Texas. Right, right. How hard do you think it is for the defense to pick up the ball off of Michael Penix Jr.'s hand? He's left-handed, so, you know, it's a little unorthodox. Kind of put you in a, a mind of tour. Okay, how hard do you think that is, man? Do you think that's an advantage for them? Um, yeah, you don't play a lot of left-handed quarterback. Right. Uh, you know, you're a lot of things that you're taught is versus a right-handed quarterback. If you're on defense, a lot of things you're taught is make him force him to his left, mm-hmm. make him try to throw across. So now you're forcing him, and I've seen that a lot in that uh, Washington Texas game. The rush is coming from his weak side, but it's allowing him to go into his stronger, you know, mm-hmm. to where he's not having to turn back around and make a throw. He can – everything's in stride right. with this team. And I think it's uh, – you know that, that strip sacks is not going to happen a lot because you're not used to attacking this side. It, it, I think it's an adjustment period. I do think it's something that defenses have to adjust to. Um, and seeing the ball come out of the left hand, it looks weird. Yeah. It, it looks weird. Right, it's something that you don't see every day. Yeah. Okay. So, who you who what, what's the score on this game? Who you got winning it? Uh, I got Michigan. I mean, I got Washington winning. I'll go thirty-five. Michigan twenty-seven. Okay. Now, uh, a, a couple more things that I want to discuss with you real quick. Um, okay. Say, so, uh, what do you see Harbaugh after all of this? Do you think he's going to stand tall in the pocket and stay at Michigan, or is it's time to move on and he's maybe thinking about something in the NFL side of things as far as coaching is concerned? Because you know how it's been, and we've seen it time and time again. Sometimes coaches that play in the NFL ain't that good in college, and sometimes the, uh, the coaches that play in college ain't really that good in the NFL, but we have seen a crossover effect. What do you think Harbaugh, what he does after this game, win or lose? Um, see, that's the we don't really have that question with Harbaugh about the NFL. We've seen him do it. Before. Right. We've seen him do it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of teams who are hunting for head coaches. I would like to say he comes back. Because the only thing I think about when it comes to college coaches is you had a kid, 18-year-old kid, commit to you. You came into his house, sat down, you know, talked to him. Da, 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 da. You had him. You sold him on something. And you got – now – I'm gonna play out. I'm gonna play out both sides of it. You stay because you got these kids to commit to you. You got these kids to commit to you. You finally say you win this game. Say you even lose this game. You finally reached 
like the mountaintop. You finally won the big games. You've beaten the Ohio States. You got you some Big Ten championships. You 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 beat the Alabamas in the college football playoffs. Is that enough for you? Is that enough for you? Is that what you think? Is that something you feel comfortable leaving behind mm-hmm. as your legacy at Michigan? Other side, simple, money. <laughs> that money call is a hard to hang up. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> it's hard to hang up. And the only thing I'm thinking of is J.J. McCarthy's leaving. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to build that build that offense up again. Blake Kerm's gone. You're going to have to build that offense up again, kind of from scratch. Now, you did get a, a top quarterback to commit for you from Charlotte, Jaden Davis. Great quarterback. He chose you guys over Clemson. Is that's a, it's that balancing act of how do you get this kid? You he's ready to leave home. He's gonna leave his mom and dad. His mom and dad entrusted him to you, and you're not gonna be there. Mm-hmm. I just think you got to take that into consideration as well. Now I know you had to do what's best for you and your family, but you made it just like they made a commitment to you. I think you made a commitment to these kids. Right. Right, and, and that makes sense, man. And I think it's gonna be something to like to closely like to to keep our eye on, man. I oh, think yeah. it's gonna be a, a great game in itself, and then also uh, what happens next. Uh, which way are we gonna go? The decisions just have to be made. The players just leaving. The players just sta- just staying. The, the the college transfer portal. Uh, the people that you recruited. Uh, it's gonna be a, a, a wonderful thing to watch, and also we're gonna see like how everything kind of like pans out. I got an update for you too. Give me that update. Let me tell you about DJU, man. Okay. You know, the Clemson, he started out at Clemson. Uh-huh. He went out there to Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Entered the transfer portal again. Guess where he ended up? Where is that? Florida State. Really? He's coming back to the ACC. Oh, Florida boy. State has their next quarterback. <laughs> you know, they have their next quarterback. Um, I'm, pr- I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for him. Uh... Can't wait to smack him in his mouth, <laughs> And see how that pans it out, is right? It is, man. You're on the other side now, boy. Yeah. I, I got mad love for you. Like I said, I'm happy. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you landed in the program as such as Florida State. Mike Norvell is a great coach. Mm-hmm. He, he had them guys rolling this year. Um, the fact that he, he saw what you did this year in Oregon State and was like, yeah, I want him. You know, it, it kind of shows something. I do wish success for you guys next year in every other game except for when you play Clemson. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So, so, so you think he's gonna like make some noise? So they 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 got, they got a chance to 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 make it back to what they did this year. Um, it'll be. I gotta see what that defense looks like again because I think that was their strong point this year. And then Jordan Travis, I don't think you can just replace him. Right. Uh, DJU needs playmakers around him. Mm-hmm. I will say that he needs playmakers around him. That's what was able to let him succeed out there in Oregon State. They had a lot of just get the ball in their hands type guys. Um, can can Florida State do that? Can they keep um, some of these receivers? That they, um, I'm pretty sure Keon Coleman's gone, though. So it's going to be replacing some, some, some valuable assets on that offense. But I still, like I said, I believe in Mike Norville. Um, he turned that program around like a couple years ago. Florida State was forgotten about. He turned that program around. Um, he showed what he can do with a competent quarterback. Um, I think DJU is that. We just gonna have to see. I, I, 
It's going to be interesting in this ACC next year. Absolutely. And we love it, baby. We're going to see how that thing pans out. Hey, everybody, we would like to thank everyone for listening today. Please join us again on our next episode of the Donald and Donald Podcast. Barbershop Sports, baby. Please remember to drink your water and don't forget to stretch. And don't stress when. Just know that your win is coming. Yes, sir. See y'all next episode. Double D.